Well, hello there, David Bruno in Montreal. How are you, sir? Adam, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Welcome back to the Max Statman Podcast, Episode 8. Yes, folks, I know we promised something on Monday or Tuesday, and it is now Thursday. You might be listening to this, and it's Friday. But we had a slow week. We had to gather some information, but we have gathered that information. But before we get started, David Bruno in Montreal, I heard you got a package in the mail. You want to show me that little package? I did get a package in the mail. Um, we got a package in the mail from our friends over at uh, Turin Giants. Ah! And they sent us someone who's almost local. Almost local, considering we're in Canada. He's not is too that, far from the is States. That Texas boy, Weston McKenney? Guys, did I mention my uncle lives in Houston? I've spent a lot of time out there. We've got Texas boy out here. Weston that- McKenney. Look at this decal here. That quality. is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sticker. And I haven't decided where I want to put it yet. We've wow. got the Turin Giants here in black and white. And then we've got the Turin Giants in gold. And guys had with the hookups. Yeah, I got a I got where a, can a, I get a some note from Farhad as well. Uh well, if you guys are interested in uh, supporting Turin Giants, they've got a great podcast. Uh, we're both fans of them, and they're actually the longest-running uh, English-speaking Juve co- podcast. Let's just put it like this. There. If it wasn't for a guy like Farhood, I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. So I owe a lot to that guy, and I just want to say what's up to Farhood. And thank you, sir, for the beautiful stickers for my thank good you friend, very much, David guys. Bruno. He sent you a little message there, Dave. Yeah, he said uh, thanks for keep the support. I had oh, reached out okay. to him, and uh, I want to show his website here. So uh, Turin Giants, they have some merchandise here. And you can pick up some uh, some Claudio Marchesio stickers here. With those big ears? We've got the McKinney. And uh, where's, like my big ear, where's my big eared uh, I like this hoodie here. And then we've got the CR7. Which one do you want to see? The big eared Marchesio. Does he have it? Oh, yeah, he's got his weird ears. There yeah, they we did go. a good job. Marchesio. They did, good, they did his ears perfect. He's got those big <laughs> elf ears. Yeah, uh, Marquezio. What Beautiful. a stud. Beautiful. Yeah, guys. Oh, wow. Look at this. Yeah. This even is as pretty he, cool. Even as he was a kid, he had those elf ears. <laughs> I like with the zoom. All right. Enough with the ears here. Enough so, guys, with the plugging. David Bruno, it has been a... Well, I won't say it has been a busy week, but we got some few stories. We got a new uh, CEO of Juventus, Maurizio Arrivibene. We got yes, a whole we, uh, lot of transfer rumors yeah and so let's get right into it guys okay so Maurizio Arriva Bene the new CEO of Juventus and there was a lot of speculation online if this was going to happen and it finally was made official the other day and a lot of people have been messaging me Adam Adam who is this Maurizio Arriva Bene even uh, my good friend and my partner here, David Bruno was messaging me trying to inquire <laughs> who Maurizio Arriva Bene is and our very own prodigy, Tanino, did a very good article, article, as usual, explaining who Maurizio Arriva Bene is. Dave, why don't you read a couple of uh, paragraphs or a couple of sentences from this article? So and basically, just give a brief um, rundown. Arriva Bene was born in Brescia uh, in 57. He's, uh, he's worked all over the world in terms of marketing and promotions. Uh, he joined different companies. He's been in Switzerland with Philip Morris. Uh, he was a, f- a manager of event marketing and then a director with the company, also a vice president. So he's worked his way up the chain. Uh, he worked at Marlboro. Guys, I don't advise smoking. Um, <laughs> but he did work at Marlboro for a very long time. He was the oh, vice president of Consumers uh, Channel and Strategy. So this guy is a pure businessman. Um, he's been at Ferrari for, uh, for a very long time as well. And that's um, where I am most familiar with Mr. Riva Bene. It was his time as at Ferrari. As you know, I'm a huge, huge, huge Formula One fan. Give and, us a little uh, bit of a rundown there, Adam. So people were asking me right away, who's this Arriva Bene and what's his role going to be? What's the CEO? What does this mean for Agnelli? What does this mean for Nedved? Let me explain to you guys something. This means absolutely, really it means nothing. Maurizio Arriva Bene, he was the team principal at Ferrari. And basically at Ferrari, he was... 
how can I put this? He was Andrea Agnelli, team principal. He ran the whole show at Ferrari, and he did a fantastic job. Uh, we're kind of in the dark ages right now. We're going on 11, 12 years of no championships with uh, at Ferrari. Um, so he came into that period where Mercedes is pure dominating, and he happened to have a car that was doing pretty good. His main driver was Vettel. He signed Vettel to a big contract, but... I would think that his main role and his best role with Ferrari is what he's going to be doing pretty much with Juventus. And that's handling the Italian press and the English-speaking press, which is huge. And you know for a brand like Juventus, having someone uh, handling the press, you need that. And Arriva Bene, that's what he's going to bring. When Paratici left, that was the first thing I thought to myself. I said... Who are they going to bring in to speak to the press? Because for the last, I don't know, last six months, it was always Paratici, Paratici, Paratici. Yep. Uh, before games, after games, it was always Paratici answering the call. And my explanation for that was, well, who else better? They knew he was going to be out the door. They probably went to Paratici, Paratici and said, you're gone, so we're going to put you in front of the cameras. You're going to be the one to say that everything's good. Pirlo's going to stay, yada, yada, yada. But we all knew that was BS. It was just and PR, who, public relations. Who did it before uh, Paratici? I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. It was it was always something that was uh, shared between Nedved and, and Paratici. But and near the, near the Mar- end... Maranta at one point before, right? Well, that was before... Uh, uh, Yes. Of course, of course. But I was talking about it in this regime. In this regime, it was always Nedved and Paratici. And it seemed near the end, it was always uh, Paratici. So that's going to be the big thing for Arriva Bene. I think Arriva Bene comes into this uh, team. And I'm not so sure what he's going to be doing uh, behind the scenes. I don't know. He's always been... Look, look, he's been on the board for a while. He's, He's sat on the board of Juventus. So we know that. But now it looks like he's actually in the building every single day. So I'm not sure if that means he's going to have input, uh, like say a Paratici and Nedved have with Agnelli, or if he's just there strictly to handle the media and be the face of the Bianconeri uh, during the Allegri uh, era, during the second era of Allegri. I'm not, I'm not too sure what, more, what much more he can bring in so he could take of, a he could take a big role in the press uh, and kind of alleviate uh, having that's exactly, like, I mean, and and Nedved kind of kind of sharing that. Look and, at that picture in, right in, on in the, the screen. In the old regime, in the old regime, it was more of uh, Beppe Marata was the face in the press, right? Ex- exactly. Look at so that face he, right there. That's kind, a beautiful man. Kind of, no? That's a it's a man, a very bold man. And that's a man you want with optics. You know, yeah. if, if you're a president of the United States, you want optics to always look good. Same if you're the president of Juventus. You always want optics to look good. And with Maurizio Revebene, I can tell you, he's a classy man, can handle both languages perfectly, knows how to handle the press in a calm, composed manner. And he knows uh, business. And he's he knows, business, and he knows business at the same time. He knows so business he, at he, the same time. He will be able to go for the right intentions for the club in terms of exactly of, uh, of development, in terms of growth, uh, in terms of monet, mon- uh, monetary growth, but as well as performance growth on the. That pitch. was his job, with as you mentioned, don't smoke kids. His job at Philip Morris and at Marlboro were essentially to grow the brand and, and make the brand more popular. That's and right. The more popular get, the more people smoking, the more money made. That's exactly the same thing he's going to be doing for Juventus. Is just expanding the brand, making the band brand more popular. I don't well, see him getting hands on and technical in sense of uh, telling um, uh, Agnelli which players. Uh, and Cherubini, which players he thinks no, we should but be we, signing. we know that we know that Allegri has more power, so Allegri will be able to voice that a little exactly. bit more. Exactly, I think. Yeah, I, I I think in sense of that, you're looking at a partnership between Cherubini and Allegri, and then you go straight to the top to uh, Nedved and and, and, and Yelly. So yeah, Excellent. there's he's not going to be taking on a role where he'll be involved with uh, player transactions at all. It's all going to be behind the scenes business and in front of the cameras. You might even see him go on uh, the microphones to the zone before the game even starts. That could be the role he takes too, right? Okay. So, yeah. So a man for the press and a man for the business and the, yep. uh, the handshakes behind closed doors. Yep. But I don't Perfect. see him. I don't see him 
ever getting involved in our next topic. And our next topic is, of course, transfers and transfer My rumors. And a big Mercado. one that came to us today, a big tweet yeah. from our friends over at Forza Juve. There was a tweet today oh, linking... Wait. We've got one thing first, actually, What's more that, breaking sir? than that. What's um, that? So we just got a message from a from a Korean Ooh, journalist on our Max Statman Instagram account. Exclusive. And they shared a link with our other man, Romeo Agresti. And what it, I, I think it had to do with our man, uh, Mr. Kim. And I think I have a I have a little exclusive from uh, Romeo Agresti. Romeo, what are, what are the what's the situation going on uh, behind the scenes with um Mr. Kim, you know anything about this uh, Korean monster, Romeo? Please share with us. Romeo, you there? According to my ah. sources, Juventus are evaluating this situation yeah, because this contract Romeo. will expire in the coming month. Huh? And the Juventus are evaluating the opportunity to buy uh, this player ah. in synergy with another club, for example, with Sassuolo. Uh, nothing sure at the moment, but we we'll see what will happen because. Uh, uh, the scouts of Juventus have uh, analyzed the growth up of this player, but uh, that's not done. That's not an imminent deal. Uh, we we'll see if Juventus will decide to push on this line in collaboration with another club, because I don't think that Kim Min-jin is ready to to join immediately Juventus. To make maybe the jump after step by step, maybe after uh, firstly. Uh, an experience in Italy with a different shirt, but in synergy with the Japanese. Romeo Gresti, the goat. He, carry, he carries this all on his shoulders, this man. Romeo Agresti, the GOAT, with an update. He's Thank you, Romeo. You can go to sleep now in Italy. It's very late <laughs> over there. So he's Thank talking about so Kim, Kim Minjai. He's a big center back. They call him the monster out there in, in um Playing in, in the Korea. Chinese league? In the Super League in China, uh, yeah, with uh, Beijing Guan, he's got. Mm -hmm. uh, he also has. Uh, so he's a big center back. He's 24 years old. Uh, now I did see a rumor about potentially if we were to sign him, maybe sending him on loan to Sampdoria for two years. Uh, completely speculative, but that's kind of what we're getting at. And then we've got this information um, recently from Goal uh, Korea. And in collaboration with uh, Romeo Agresti. Can I give a shout out to all our friends in Korea, by the way, that I didn't even know we had fans out in Korea? Of course. Give it, just want to give a shout out to all the Korean Juventinis. Didn't know there were so Ciao, many of you out there. I know there is one who is maybe listening right now. So I just wanted to give a big shout out to our boys and Korea. And yes, and thank I've you seen, for the message on Instagram. Thank you for the message on Instagram. And I have seen your boy, Kim, and... You know, for the national team, he comes as advertised. He's a big monster in there. He kind of, well, that's his name. But he kind of reminds me of a, a, a Chiellini in his prime. Um, is he ready for City A right off the bat? Well, are a lot of young players ready for City A right off the bat? So I think probably maybe a not. year with a, a French club, Sosualo would probably do him good. David Bruno, do you have any last thoughts on our Korean monster? I mean, there's not too much info about him. We'll have to try to uh, try to catch some videos on YouTube, check him out there. But uh, normally, Juventus know what they're doing in the transfer market, and as proven, they're they're pretty good at scoping out young talent. So he very, could be uh, another one of those. Very, very good. So one rumor we woke up to this morning that we've been hearing. I mean, we've been hearing Malinkovic, Malinkovic Savage rumors for I don't know, last three, four years now seems but um it's come back today and juventus have made contacts with Malinko malinkovic savage um that's right but of course juventus is not the only team interested so we know lazio's owner has said for a long time that yeah there will be a time to come that there will be a time uh, in the future where we'll, i will do what's right for for him and i will sell the player but yeah. he's not going to give him away for free no so with this guy here if you want this quality play, you're going to have to pay. Um, David Bruno, what do you think of Milinkovic Savage? I, I don't know. I've never really rated the player too, too highly. I know there's a lot of Juventini are probably shaking their heads hearing me say that. 
But um, when I think of transfers of, of Lot from Lazio, I, I always think back to the good old days of when we got Pavel Nedved. And for me, I think that's the expectation I want. Is if we're going to do a high transfer like that, I want a Nedved quality player. And for me, he is not there. What do you think of the player, Dave? Well, I mean, he's a good player. He scores goals. He uh, sets up. Uh, he sets up players for goals, so he can create. He can shut down forwards. He can uh, can win battles in the midfield. Um, the one thing I, I do see and hear about him is he doesn't always have ninety minutes in his leg, yeah. in his legs. Uh, he had eight goals and nine assists this year, so clearly he's he's putting out numbers that our midfield does not generate that we'd appreciate very much to have, and that would essentially help us win games. So we do know that we lack this creativity. We lack someone who could score goals, who could set up from the midfield. This guy is a big, strong guy who who stays up there in the middle, and uh, as I can, as I said, he can defend, he can uh, can create, he can score goals, he can um, play pretty passes, find players in open spaces. I mean, after we lost Pugbo, we were linked to this player, and we wanted him for a couple of seasons. And it last seems like we never got that. It seems like when we got rid of Pugbo, we never, we got, never that got that true smile. replacement. And that's what we never Juve got that style does. of player. Exactly. When we usually sign, when we usually sell guys, especially if it's a high-profile guy like Pugba, going back to saying the Zidane days, we sold Zidane, and mm-hmm. it was not a problem for me because right away we brought in Nedved. And with Nedved, I always felt like we were getting. The same quality. I know Zizou is Zizou. Of course, Zizou is the goat. But I was honestly, I was never too upset when we got Nedved. I felt that he came and he filled uh, Ned, uh, Zidane's shoes perfectly. That's a great and, player. He's and, and, still and, and, with the club. And in some senses, he even added more to the club. I'm not yeah, sure. Still there. I'm not sure for the money though. SMS is the guy. I love him. He's a great player and all, but. The money I'm hearing, sixty between sixty and eighty million euros. Yeah, they've dropped lot. it. They've dropped it from a. Didn't they want like a hundred twenty twenty million at one point a couple of years? They were back? never gonna get that. They were never no, gonna get. No, of course that. not. Come on, of course not. Now I wanted one. I wanted one point. I wanted one point five for my house. I just sold it for one point two. We're never gonna get that, bro. Never gonna get that. So moving on, uh, we've got uh, another guy here that a lot of people would like to have. We've got uh, Emmanuel Locatelli. Now, this is a rumor that's been going on for about a year now. The former Milan player who crashed out of Milan, and now he's with Sassuolo, and he's looked impressive with Sassuolo, and not only just with Sassuolo, of course, with the Italian national team, with the Euros coming up in eight days, we expect him to be a big part of that team. And that's the danger, Dave. That's the danger here, is that if he goes on and has a great Euro... I mean, there is so many teams linked with this guy, not just Juventus. Right. And we're talking about teams with deep pockets. We're talking about teams like PSG. That's if right. PSG want the player, and and he want and he has no problem signing with PSG, I'm going to tell you something, Dave. He's going to PSG. Yeah. What do you think of Locatelli, and what do you think of his move to possible PSG or I mean, any other place? I mean, the two clubs uh, that we're hearing a lot of talk about is PSG and Manchester City. And as as you said, they have very deep pockets. Normally, when they want a player, they get that player because they'll pay a premium or they'll they'll overpay for the player yeah. just to, to secure their si- signature. So, I mean, he's someone that a lot of Juventini have been speaking about. Everybody's really uh, really likes the player. He could have fit Pirlo's system. He can fit Allegri's system. Uh, he can play as a Mitsala. He fits Allegri's system he, he perfect. Can, exactly. He can be that quarterback, uh, the one to drive and dictate the game out the back, uh, the one to play long balls, to find to, to find players running into open spaces. Uh, he can run up into the attack, but he likes to hang back and dictate the game with his passing. He does um, like to hang back, but... As a regista, I see him too much up on the field on the left side. I think if he wants to play that role, he's got to drop back a little bit more and play more on the right, which I don't know if he can do that because he has that beautiful right foot, and that's why you always see him on the left flank because that's where he likes to swing in those balls. He loves to bring in, I wouldn't say quadrado-type crosses. He's more of the the type of player that brings in that ball over the top of, of of the mid. And that's and something Juve has been lacking for a long time. Someone who can bring in that ball to the number nine. The number nine can bring it down. You know that that uh, that goes on to Zapata ball kind of thing. And uh, yeah, 
he we've seen him make some great passes uh, when we play against him. Now he can also put the ball in the net. He had four goals this year. Uh, he only had two assists, but in a team like Juventus with the quality that we have that could that can change uh, getting him into more attacking spots while we play a stronger attacking game and have more uh, more minutes in our opponents end of the pitch. What do you think, Dave? You think Locatelli is uh, Bianco Neri bound? Personally, I'm going to give my opinion right now. I know he's got the big clubs calling PSG, the guys with the wallets, uh, the dirty money in, in, in yeah. Manchester City. But for some reason, I just think he's using them as leverage to get the contract. Um, I think in the end, he's going to go to Juve because that's where he wants to be. He wants to be in Italy. He's a yeah. He's a he's a homeboy. He's a Italian, young Italian player uh, talent. I believe he's twenty four, if I'm mistaken, yes. early twenties. Um, yeah. Now he's someone that would fit our uh, our profile perfectly, uh, in terms of the rejuvenation and the squad that we're trying to build uh, at Juventus. Now, Sassuolo CEO uh, Carnavali, he wants about forty million. He said the right offer hasn't come in. I've heard some speculation about, uh, I believe, a five-year contract at $3 million per season was yeah. offered to Locatelli. Now, the one thing about Locatelli is I'm also hearing that he, he does want to move to Juventus. He does yeah. want to play for the club. Um, so these are a couple of things that we're, we're hearing. And as you can see... Um, if an Allegri Italian boy called... wants to stay in Italy, who would you rather pick? Italy or, you know, how, how do I put this in, in, in nice terms? You know, a crap hole like Manchester. Where do you want to be? I'd say in Torino. But uh, here's another name that's been coming up. And I hate saying this name because it's been the name for about a year now. Last summer was the trendy two name. Almost. We, two years almost. We had his mom go on uh, television and in Arabic uh, tell the host that uh, she dreamed, or sorry, God willing, my son will play for Juventus. Of course, we're talking about the one and only French national, Hussem Arouar. And we got a tweet yep. late last night from... Oh, sorry, not a tweet. He was actually on our good friends at the Stripes show. He was on with our friend Matteo, and they were talking about um, Awar and the possibilities of him coming to Juve. Now, the possibilities aren't too, too high, but it's still there. Juve remain interested in Awar, but of course, the Super League... Uh, that kind of hampered negotiations, especially with a team like Lyon. So, you know, Awar, I mean, if we don't get Locatelli, Juve, and the transfer market is still going on, it may be some, something we circle back on, but I really see them wanting that Italian player first. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I mean, uh, one is that uh, they had a good show, Stripes, with uh, Mirko Di Natale, and uh, he provided some great info, so a big thank you there. Uh, now the player, he's good. He's very young. He's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of years ahead of him to grow. Uh, he he was just playing in the U twenty one Euro Cup for France. Uh, he's so this is right there, right there, Dave. He is still so young. He's very young. I, I believe twenty two years old. Um, so he's early twenties. He's got time to develop. You can grab him, you can mold him, you can Im implement a little bit of um, strategy that Allegri has into his head if that's the player he wants. Now, I'm all for the uh, Italian rejuvenation, the Italian squad. I do believe Juventus do need more Italian players, but I'm not a, I'm not opposed to any nationality. At the end of the day, we need uh, good Of course, players. and, and neither am I. If it's, if it's exactly, no. I don't think anyone got that impression yeah. out of us either way. Exactly, we love yeah. everyone. Um, now, the guy, he scored seven goals uh, mm -hmm. this year in League, League One. Now, I know it's a bit different League compared to, to Serie A, but you know that he can score goals. And he's also set up three assists for Lyon this year. Um, so he's also been an attacking player. Now, us as Juventini, I believe we've said it before on the podcast, we have um, basically been fixated on this player who played good against us a couple of years a, ago. It's been Champions an League. obsession. It's been an obsession. It's been an obsession. I think if you're looking for that profile, I mean uh, a Rodrigo, Rodrigo De Paul, can you can you compare both players? One thing I like about Awar is that he is that age number. And yeah. 
the coming in much with older. Allegri now. We got got a brand new project going. I mean, who better than Allegri to, to mold the player from yep. day one, right? So, if you're asking me, Locatelli or Awar, it's so even for me. It really is. It really now they bring a different different skill players, set. though. Different different, different players, players too. Different type of players. We could too. almost we could honestly we could almost use both of them. It's true, and you know, if we were to bring in a player like Husem Awar. I really don't see a, a, a need for a guy like uh, Artur, you know, because Awar brings kind of the same uh, qualities as an Artur, maybe even better qualities. I mean, Artur has been known for taking that ball and going side to side. Awar is a ball carrier, but he's a Arturi. ball carrier that's going forward, dude. Forward. Artur, Artur could play a little bit more in the in the middle of the field. Um, Awar, you want him more up there? Yeah. For a sure. little bit higher there. He's uh, definitely very attacking-minded. Um, let's talk about some outgoings here. Yeah, well, we got another big tweet yesterday. Well, another big announcement, I guess you want to say. And again, from yeah. our friends over at the Stripes Show, uh, Miko Di Natale dropped this bomb that, of course, Demarel, I think it's going to happen. He's on his way out the door. Price tag, $35, $40 million. A lot of teams in the EPL are interested. They have been for a while. Yep. Tottenham is monitoring the situation. Everton yep, has been a big today. fan of the player for a long time. I've named a, a raccoon, of course, that I rescued last summer after the player. <laughs> because true. I love the player so much. But, you know, I'm also a businessman too. And being 35 years old and a little bit more mature... If the player's got to go, the player's got to go. Dave, what do you think? He's uh, He's got potential. He's a young player. He came back from that injury. He seems to, to still have it in him. He's a bit hot-headed, aggressive player. He makes some reckless uh, reckless tackles and moves at times. Uh, well, let's talk about that Champions League F-up. I mean, it seemed after that happened, he wasn't getting any more time after that. And I think that's when he became kind of a liability for me and that yeah. I wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, and then you see him when he does get on the pitch, he's still a bit aggressive. He gets carded uh, easily. Yes, he uh, does. Yeah, I mean, we have Dragusin coming up, mm -hmm. who's very young. Uh, we need to make some money this summer. Mm -hmm. Demiral could very well be someone who is uh, who is sold. So for you, Demarel, in or out? I say out. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. I see. Uh, let's let's take some profit. Let's take some profit. Let him play somewhere else. Now, how about we talk about an old friend of ours? And uh, today was confirmed over in Barcelona, Spain, that Coman will be returning as the head coach of Barcelona. And with that announcement... We have an old friend of ours named Miriam Pjanic. Of course, the Serbian national who played four years for Juventus, most of that time under Max Allegri. This is a player we both both fancied for a while, but we've admitted to ourselves in the chat that when we got Miriam Pjanic, he was never quite the Miriam Pjanic of Roma. The Miriam Pjanic of Roma was someone I thought was one of the best players in the world. You would you welcome back Merlin Pjanic with open arms now that he's stated that he doesn't see a future at Barcelona now that Coleman has been confirmed? I mean, he he really did not play this year. He only had at six all. starts, six hundred nineteen minutes, nineteen appearances. He wasn't dependent on it all. There's I Coleman doesn't trust him. We saw Pjanic somewhat degrade while he was with us as well. It really depends on what else can we do. What else does this Mercado have? What else can can we obtain from this Mercado? Can we get someone who can attack? Are we ready to put out some money? Can we get Pjanic cheap? Can we do uh, the rumored exchange of, let's say, a Bentoncourt for Pjanic? Um, it really depends on what they're able to do, What's what their budget is right now, right? Mr. Pjanic Side could of, be... Mr. Side of Pond uh, Transferman, I want to ask you this question. Who won the swap, in your opinion? Barcelona or Juventus? I'm talking about the Pjanic-Artur uh, swap. Artur is like... upside. Artur's yeah. got more upside. Being the he's younger lot, player, right? He's a lot. I think right now that's what saves it. Much younger player. He's got upside, and apparently PSG is interested in him. Like mm -hmm. That's speculation as well. 
but PSG seemed to be a fan of Artur. He so seems like a PSG he's, player. He's someone that we can, you know, let's say we keep him and he plays half the games next year, 20 games, and he, you know, he gets a couple of assists. He plays pretty well. He's someone we could probably turn for a profit given his young age. And that's what I was about to say, Dave. I mean, yeah. You see Arthur with the ball, and what's what can you not love about the guy? The ball is great on the ball. His, his ball, the ball Glued. sticks to his feet like crazy glue. Like, like crazy that, glue. Uh, like what was that that I saw you tweeted out the other day, and of Conte and his hair, <laughs> and you got a great reply from uh, from our from good Al. friend Alberto from uh, all Juve cast folks. If you're looking yeah. for a, for more Juve <laughs> content, glue. of course follow our good friend Al at uh, uh, all Juve cast on Twitter. Uh, you can find him just there all platforms, and yeah, he sent us that great tweet of uh, yeah, that and that's exactly that's exactly what the ball was uh, is on his feet is is gorilla glue. But <laughs> to me, that to me this year, that's all I saw from Arthur was just a guy Pretty that much. you know when he has the ball his feet, it's basically you know what he is. He's just like a guitar player having his own little guitar solo. But that's all he's bringing. <laughs> that's all he brings, really. I've seen him play a couple of nice passes, but he kind of goes to the side, the edges. Uh... Yeah. If we can get his worth, like what was his worth when we traded when we did the uh, the Pjanic swap? I think it was Pjanic was valued at something like fifty million euros. And uh, Artur was uh, valued at sixty, or was it seventy? Yeah, I think something like something that. like something like that. If we can get his value sixty, seventy million in cash, I'll take that all day. Mm-hmm. But if you look at his stats here, um, so his last season with us, he did have eight assists in Syria. We haven't had. We, we're not getting that from the midfield. I believe two years ago, the highest we had from the midfield was Bentoncourt with six assists. But if you look at his points, right, we never got the same player from Roma. The 10 goals, the 10 never assists. Never got that guy, no. Five goals, the 10 assists. He scored a couple of free kicks, but his, his numbers dropped. I know he played – I believe he played a little bit further back uh, at Juve than he played at Roma. I think he was a, a little bit more attacking uh, freedom at Roma. But he's a player – look, he's getting older. He seems to be uh, – winding down now he's definitely got uh got some skill on the ball he could definitely perform who knows maybe uh maybe you should go back to roma reunite with Mourinho. how crazy would that be how crazy would that be is if we end up selling arturo to psg for big money and we end up bringing back pianic on the cheap i mean or there's the or there the uh potential swap of ventancourt yeah for uh for pianic Yep. So it's like <laughs> it's almost like uh, two play, two for one. How about uh, we talk about Donnarumma? Donnarumma, a lot of now, a lot of people online talking about him already signed for Juve. I've seen a lot of goofy people talking about percentages, ninety nine point nine six percent chance he signed, and then you see other things coming out that Barca's willing to open their pockets, uh, PSG. We're going to put him in the freezer for a year and he was going to be okay with that only because the amount of money that they were willing to offer him, we're looking at maybe somewhere between 10 and 12 million euros. Um, I don't think Juventus can match that, by the way. I don't think they're going to be matching uh, 12 million euros for Donnarumma. I would love Donnarumma here. That's the big thing. But of course, t- to get Donnarumma, we would have to get rid of tech first and, yeah. you know, how many teams interested in tech? We got tweets today saying that from Giovanni Albanese stating that, um, of course, that that there would be a swap deal uh, proposed between Florenzi and uh, Tech. Now, of course, that would that would solve both. That would solve a number of issues for both uh, clubs. But uh, one thing, uh, it, it it doesn't solve. Well, it would solve issues for the club, but. It would get what I'm trying to say is that's impossible to get done. I don't see that swap happening anytime soon. Um, you see that swap happening? I mean, if anything, if we really wanted Florenzi, we should have got him when Roma was shopping him out and before he went to PSG. Uh, if we did get him, we can 
what do we do? We push Quadrado a little bit higher up the pitch, and he plays attacking like he did in the last couple of games. I, I'm not 100%. I do see that as something that will happen. But there is talk of Tech potentially going back to Roma. Yep. Uh, there was also the rumors about Arsenal, but apparently that was squashed. Arsenal isn't interested in them. I believe Fabrizio Romano squashed those rumors. Yeah, himself. but it is known that they are on the market for another goalkeeper. Yep. They do want to kind of get rid of uh, of Leno. They're looking at uh, another player. Anyways, um, Donnarumma, look, Barcelona has the same problem as us. They would need to get rid of uh, Ter Stegen. That's right. They would need to find a new club for him because he's their number one. Now, I find it a little bit outrageous to, to think that he's going to go to PSG and be loaned out to a club in Italy or something like that for a year, but who knows at this point. Donnarumma has been called a greedy person. I think Donnarumma just wants to go to a club he believes has a, has a true chance to win. Uh, the titles that his uh, ambition feeds his desires to. But uh, there was talk about Juventus offering him a, a 10 million uh, euro contract not long ago as well. There's talk about the when players interested in playing in, with the club. There's nothing, uh, nothing proven right now. There's, there, there's just all you're really hearing is PSG, which is starting to 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 heat up a little bit. But before it was mainly just Barcelona or Juventus. Hopefully we get him. I'd like to see him come. If he does come, and if we don't retain Pinsolio, that means we could potentially have three new keepers uh, coming in. I believe Donnarumma goes with his brother, Antonio. They're like a package deal. That's my opinion. But uh, I'm all for it. I still would like to have him at Juventus. Hopefully we could find a way to, uh, to help Tech find a good club, a good situation for him, and we could go invest in a, in a goalkeeper that's uh, a young player. He'll be there for a very long time. That's what we need. Should we talk about Sette a little bit? Yeah. More rumors, uh, swap deals possible with Man United. Could be going to PSG. We saw uh, rumors of PSG wanting to put him up with uh, play with Mbappe and Neymar. We would get a, a card in return. Uh, Man United, the, the name, of course, Pogba, we, we know from uh, Mino Raiola, hasn't been happy there for a while. And yep. um, a swap deal could be proposed. Which one would you want? Would you want the Pogba deal or the Acardi deal? For me, it's 100% Paul Pogba. That's a good question. I mean, realistically, if we were... If we get rid of Ronaldo, we need to replace him with a guy That's who can right. score, you know, 25, 30 goals a year, which Icardi is, is fully capable of doing. I don't put my trust in him personally. I wouldn't, I, I would rather another striker over him or different options over him. So I'm going to go with Pogba because like we said before, since we let him go, we haven't had a player similar that in, in that style who's really That's an right. all-around player. He can defend. He can uh, he can press in the midfield. He can get into attacking zones. He can score. He can set up goals. He's just a dynamic player from all aspects. I'm, we I'm need not someone up for like buying that Pogba. Don't get me wrong. I'm not up for buying Pogba. I wouldn't spend a cent on. I him. would swap for him though. But I would swap for him in a heartbeat. I would but swap he's got, for him in a heartbeat. Yeah, he's got one year left on his contract, similar to Cristiano. Uh, similar apparently, to our if, next. Our next Hang topic. Yeah. Wait a sec. So Cristiano, apparently we want 25 to 30 million for okay. him. Uh, Manchester United have spoken to him. They are one team that's very open to uh, to taking him. Uh, and that's about it. So there's so, a potential. I don't I don't know if the swap will go through, but I think if Man U can make it work, they, they could potentially take him off uh, our hands if the player wants to go. Of course, he decides. I was trying to segue into when you're talking about one year left on contracts to another player of ours who has one year left on his contract. And that's, of course, Apollo Dybala. Now, it seemed like for about a year, year and a half now that Apollo Dybala was going to be gone. Was it going to be, were we going to find a team for him? Were we just going to let his contract expire? That would have been the craziest scenario. But now, with Max Allegri's return, it seems like there's new life for Dybala. And uh, it seems like a contract is on the horizon. Maybe we were hearing four years to align with uh, Massimino Allegri. What do you think of Paulo Dybala being signed to a four-year, 40 million euro contract? 
10 million per year plus bonus. I mean, a lot of people are frustrated with his performance over the last year, uh, given the numerous injuries, uh, COVID, yeah. the situations, the uh, the continuous pain in his leg and the fight for, for proper form and a run of consistent games. Uh, as mad as you season, get at the player, you see a I, game like Bologna and it's just... Yeah, he was he was outstanding. So the, the way I see it is it was an over, uh, underwhelming season. It's basically a write-off. He was an MVP under Sarri, playing a little bit differently. He did his best under Allegri. He came to Juventus and uh, he was under Allegri. I said it, it, he never always got along and he, he still succeeded. That's what gives me so much optimism with him signing this contract and being aligned with Allegri again that I do believe it can work. And we've, seen Allegri, uh, and we've seen Allegri fit him into different positions on the field as well. Yep. So he was able to, uh, to, to use his versatility and... and aid where the team needed aid uh, the most. I think that, uh, yeah, Allegri's a fan of the player. The player loves Juventus. I don't think that's deniable. I think that uh, they could offer him that same offer of $10 million, and Dybala will at that point have to settle for it. I'm pretty sure that the fact they're offering the uh, the four-year contract aligned with Allegri's, it's, it's, he's Allegri's man. And Allegri wanted to years ago to dispose of other players and, and build and focus around Dybala. Yeah, and it really looks like uh, what Allegri wants, Allegri is going to get. And Allegri yeah, wanted... He's got to, that power now. He does want, got that power. And here's a, a power move. He brought back one of the former members of the, of course, famed BBC, Andrea Bartagli. He wants to. Well, he wants to. It's not official yet, but I think uh, in the coming days, it'll be all but official. There's no rush on this, of course. We, you know, um, it's not like the players. There's any players there to train right now, anyways. That's right. right. And but and um, I, if I'm not mistaken, he he was part of the staff even under Sarri, and he left he right at the beginning of the regime. That's um, right. Probably he was some working type. a lot with Quadrado. I can remember. He's, uh, I mean, he's an amazing. I think that was his, I think that was his main purpose at the time was to come in and and that's when. Uh, Quadrado was was uh, first dropped back to the to a fullback position on the right side, and I think that was the thinking to bring in Andrea Barzagli to help out Quadrado uh, with more defensive uh, responsibilities. Because before that, Quadrado was of course playing as a forward on the right flank, yep. and then we've dropped him back to the right side, and now uh, with Barzagli coming back, yeah, yeah Dave. No, no, I'm laughing because. He was playing as a right winger. Yep. He dropped as a right back, a full back, and he ended the season as a winger again this year. Yep. That's why I'm laughing. Edgar Tudor, he can play everywhere. Edgar Tudor had an interview this week and he made some comments. You know, I really didn't want to touch too much on this subject because it's it just sounds such freaking high school drama. Basically saying that, you know, we made Champions League, and I don't know. He, I don't know if no. he, we know he basically. He didn't ha- go ahead. He's Dave. upset. He's upset. He got let go. Mm-hmm. So he's saying it was tough. They made the Champions League. They won the Italian Cup, and yet they kicked us out. He's yeah. he's sorry. He doesn't find it right. He decided he'll never be an assistant ever again. Well, he not said, only he said. Yeah, go he ahead. said that at Juve, uh, Pirlo had called him. There was a list of five names compiled by Paratici and Juve. Um, Prilo had the ultimate choice. He chose him, but also uh, being a close friend of uh, Baronio, he took him as well. He was an analyst, and Tudor didn't like the fact that an analyst was at the same level of assistant coach as him. It wasn't fair. He's a coach. He only accepted it because it's Juventus. Yeah. So in other words, that was a big, um, that was a big problem for him. And he didn't make a fuss about it because he's at the he's at a big club like Juventus. Edgar Tudor just proved one thing to me, and that's he's an idiot. <laughs> because with these comments now, dude, you think you're ever gonna get a big job in Europe ever again? You'll never be an assistant again. Well, let me tell you something. 
uh, that's all you're going to be is an assistant, unless it's with a farmer's club. So uh, have fun coaching in Croatia and Serbia is all I got to say about uh, Edgar or, Tudor. Or uh, speculative Verona. Verona. Okay, go ahead. Go to, go to Verona. <laughs> Enjoy. You know, one thing that I forgot to write in our topics, and I'm just going to wing it right now before we go, Dave was our boy Federico Bernadeschi was talking a lot of nonsense right. this week. And off the top of my head, he basically had a well, he had a fantastic game again for the Azzurri, popping in a goal and a couple assists. Of course, it was against San Marino. But before we get uh, we talk about that, I just want to say, that was a big win for the Azzurri against San Marino. I know it's only San Marino, but in the past, you would only see teams like, or you would see Azzurri teams only beating a team like San Marino 3-0. And teams like France beating uh, San Marino 5-6-0. So for them to beat San Marino 7-0, it's a good sign. But, you know, Bernadeschi, what do you think of uh, what he, the comments he had to say? Basically undermining Pirlo the whole time, saying, blaming... To me, it was like he was blaming Pirlo for his poor, poor that, performance uh, this season. That Man- Mancini, gets the, Mancini gets the best out of him because he plays him where he yeah. plays best. And he has, uh, he's allowed to risk. Uh, look, Pirlo played you everywhere. That's you've right. been played everywhere since you've been at Juventus. He's been everywhere you've but goal. You've been a right winger. You've been a left winger. You've been a center attacking midfielder. You've been a fullback. What have you done? You he's have had one great game play- against Atletico Madrid, yeah. and now he feels like he can talk. You, you've never been the same player that you were at Fiorentina. And look what happened. We bought Chiesa, who people thought was going to be the next Bernardeschi, the next big yeah. bust, because unfortunately you were a bust of a signing for us. And look at Chiesa. He exactly. hasn't only kept up that form, he's improved. So, I mean, what you need to do is, is, is prove it on the pitch. You need to give it your all, and you need to stand out and be exceptional wherever you play. He needs to because go up and have a big summer, and then he needs to come back in training camp, have a good camp, and then and prove then yourself sold. all over. And then Put him sold. out the door. Goodbye. I think the we'll reason why he talks club. so much shit is because he feels secure at this club. He knows he has a contract. He knows in the end he's represented by Raiola. That it, it, you know, if he wants to stay at Juve, he knows he can make it hard on the club. And he can stay at the club. And that's why I feel like he's talking all kinds of nonsense again. If I could get rid of Bernadeschi today, I would get rid of him. But I don't think that's going to happen. Unfortunately, well, I think Bernadeschi is going to stay around. Resurfacing a little bit, there was that uh, talk about the uh, Bernardeschi for uh, uh, Romagnoli swap. Now, I wouldn't that's mind that personally. Happen. I, I would happen. I would be okay with that personally if it did happen. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen, but it's a way to Which get Juventini him out. wouldn't be okay with that. I would be out. okay with a swap for Bernadeschi for a bag of balls. Get a good center back coming in too. No no no, just a bag of balls. You give me just a nice a bag, of, bag of a nice bag of fresh balls for practice <laughs> and maybe a couple of pylons and you got yourself a deal. You hey, got I like it. I, I like it more on the flank than uh, Fabrota, to be honest. But <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm okay keeping them there as a sub no. rotation. Yeah, yeah, I like the I like the anything uh, more than a Fabrota. Hey, what, well, what would you do with uh, what would you do with this, Adam? Bentancur, Ramsey, Rabio. Who leaves? Oh my god! Say two, that again. Bentancur, two of Ramsey. three, two of three players. Bentancur. Ramsey and Rabio. Oh, Rabio stays. Uh, Bentoncourt stays, no doubt. Ramsey's got to go, but that's never going to happen. Who wants to take a, a player with that feat? See, so many of the teams are excited. Ramsey's going to go this summer. Is he? How are we going to get rid of him? Who, Speculation who of Liverpool to... being interested in him? I don't you know. What I call, you know what I call Aaron Ramsey? I call him... Well, I gotta give credit to our good boy Chuck Charles Barkley on the NBA on TNT, but uh, I call him street clothes, street clothes, <laughs> because that's what Ramsey is always in, street clothes. Okay, we never see Ramsey on the pitch; it's always the same crap. And when he does get back on the field, we have to give him a game to get his pasta legs back under him. So please, yeah, it is too bad. He's a great I gotta player. Be honest, it's just, uh, at Arsenal, he was a great box to box player, no doubt, no doubt. Then. But he did have those injuries 
at Arsenal. Yep. And, and they ruined course, his career, unfortunately. Yeah, and they ruined his career. All yep. right, David Bruno, it's uh, getting to that time of the night again where I'm starting to get hungry. Um, any last words for the audience before we go? Thanks a lot for watching, guys. Uh, hope you enjoy. And uh, at the end of the day, we hope Juve can make some great moves to, uh, to improve this club because uh, we're definitely hungry for next season. Season only just ended, and I, I already can't wait to watch again. By the way, Dave, uh, you sound really good this episode, and you look really good. Is there a reason for that? I think I have a cold. <laughs> David Bruno got himself I had to, I had to upgrade a professional some microphone and professional camera, and he looks beautiful. I had beautiful. to upgrade a couple of things. Yeah, it wasn't uh, The quality wasn't good enough for you guys before. You guys deserve better. So we're going to always try to stay up uh, on top of that and improve uh, any parts of the show that we can. And we got a couple of requests from uh, audience members asking if we're available on SoundCloud and what was it? Spotify? Spotify, Spotify, and so, uh, we will be. We will be, and we will be on Apple eventually. But for now, we will be, of course, on YouTube, uh, Spotify, and uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud as of this episode. Right, Dave? Yeah, and hopefully by the next episode, we'll be on Apple Music as well. All right, so folks, that's a wrap. That is a wrap for episode eight of the Max Statman podcast. Hopefully, some big news will drop, and uh, we'll we'll come back maybe Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday. Let's not give a date. Let's 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 hoard some information, and when we yep. have enough for you, we'll be here. We'll do a great show, and hopefully, we'll be around. Maybe me and Dave are uh, behind the scenes talking about doing some live streams for uh, the Euros coming up. We're going to do right. some live streams, take some. Uh, questions we're not sure 100 percent when that's going to start but hopefully uh you know we'll get around hey, well, to that and the we'll euros they're uh, on the max statman twitter account they're starting up in the next two weeks just under yep. two weeks so uh forza Azori, we've got a couple of players uh representing uh juventus right yeah in chiesa chiellini bonucci and oh, i'm forgetting someone who are we just who are we just ranting on Bernardeschi. Bernardeschi. The man, the legend, the right winger. And before I sign off here, I just want to tell my good friend David Bruno in Montreal that you are controlling the situation. So don't forget to end this broadcast after I say hello to all of our brothers and sisters in the great country of... Rwanda, guys. And everywhere else... All in on the planet. The Thank you for watching. Fino alla fin, forza Juve. Forza Juve. See you next time, guys. Have a good one. Ciao.